I think I say that right. Billy Eilish, uh, singer, song, American singer, songwriter. Uh, song was released July 2018 uh, through Dark Room and Interscope Records. Uh, it was written by her brother Phineas O'Connell, who also produced the track. Uh, the song received positive reviews from music critics in uh, in several countries, including United States, Australia, and Canada. Being certified gold. Uh, it serves as the lead single for Elish's debut album, When We Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Now, did I mention the title of the song? The title of the song is You Should See Me in the Crown. Very good song. Very good new artist. Uh, very different music. Very heavy beats with a real soft tone. Almost, um, you know, like uh, uh, Amy Winehouse type of singing um, to me, that's what it sounds like. You know, everybody has their own opinions. Um, very cool song. Um, but the cool thing about this song was the video. Uh, have you guys seen the video for this? Very interesting. Um, the music video was released in August 2018. Uh, Billie Eilish uh, was covered in spiders. There were actually live spiders in the, in the music video. You should check it out. Look it up on YouTube. Um it was uh, directed by uh, Rachel Hammermuller. Uh, it was a no fear emotion is what they quoting it as uh, the video for is uh, goes on to say it's a fitting such a confident uh, fitting video for such a confident artist who was just beginning her uh, bringing her voice and style to the music world. Ellis cited a woman called Diana as her inspiration for the video. Uh, there's a scene in the video. <laughs> I hate spiders to begin with. And it was a very hard video to watch. Um, they, they show a bunch of different types of spiders, you know, running across her face and her hair and her body. And then, then it you know, switches off to like bigger spiders, like tarantulas. And they're just all covered in, you know, her sweater. And, and there's one point in the video where it cuts and she opens her mouth. And a spider comes out of it, like a tarantula. At first, I thought, you know, it just got to be CGI. But uh, I guess that was real. She actually put a spider in her mouth and <laughs> opened her mouth, and a spider comes crawling out. Um, the, um, I guess this Diana person uh, showed her how to put a spider in her mouth, and she did it. Uh, spiders in her face, her hair, it was crazy. Uh, this was her quote. Uh, I loved it. I would never thought in my life I would would have done that. And uh, it's just a crazy video. Very different. Uh, she's a very cool artist. Very young. She was born in 2001. Um, but uh, she's coming out with some really good stuff. And um, my wife is a really big fan of hers. And she's really starting to make a name for herself. So I'll go ahead and check her out. Check her video out. Very creepy uh, video. And that's pretty much for my music artist of the week, Billie Eilish. You should see me in the crown. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another exciting episode of Let's Talk eBay. I'm your host, Johnny, with Sin City Hustlers. You can follow me on Instagram under sin underscore city underscore hustlers. I didn't screw that up this week. Um, episode 28, I think we're at. Wow, I didn't think I'd make it this far, but <laughs> episode 28. Um, if you guys know my episode this week, we're going to go over my weekly sales, uh, eBay news, and 
eBay tip of the week. Uh, but first, we do have a reseller on. Uh, he goes by the name of Lorenzo, and his Instagram handle is eBay Lorenzo. So go ahead and look him up and give him a follow. Um, he pretty much uh, grew up where I grew up. Uh, I grew up in Southern California in the Orange County area. Um, he lives in Fullerton. So, you know, right off the bat, we had that in common. So a uh, really cool guy, a uh, really cool story to his journey as a reseller. So we're going to go ahead and start off with his uh, interview and then it went something like this. Hello, Lorenzo. How you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Doing good. All right. Um, the, before we get started, uh, you said you, uh, when I messaged you about been doing the bot the podcast, you said you've done a podcast before too, right? I have. Tell me about that. Um. So, what was it? Two thousand nine, two thousand. Back then, three friends and I started a podcast called Pals Podcast. And it was just a weekly podcast about everyday stuff. And then one friend, one friend jumped off, and then another friend dropped off, and then it was me and my wife. And then after that, I changed the format of the podcast, which was really cool because I live in California and I like stand-up comedy. I started getting interviews with like not mainstream co uh, comedians, but like on the verge comedians, right? So I would just interview them and I did really well. And I ended up working for um, Adam Carolla at his studio when he was building it out and did uh, recorded for him for like two years. So <clears throat> I've been doing podcasts for a while and I I stopped. I help, I help other people record their podcasts I don't record my own anymore. Oh, okay. Um, you said you work with Adam Carolla. What was that like? So <clears throat> what happened was uh, a buddy of mine, uh, like a buddy of mine and his buddy worked for Adam and he started needing people to record because he was doing, he was building his network of podcasts. And um, he, they said that I need, like they needed somebody. So I came in and I told him like, oh, this is what I've been doing. You know, and he pretty much hired me on the spot to help record some other podcasts, not his main podcast, but some other ones that he had on his network. And <clears throat> that was really cool. I got to work on a couple projects, like two movies and a uh, he was being sued by people for podcasting. And I helped out with uh, the Indiegogo. It's like a like a, a Kickstarter fundraiser for his thing. And uh, it was really cool. That's cool, man. Um, that's pretty cool. You work with Adam Carolla. I didn't know that. That's that's really cool. Um, you you live in the Orange County area, right? I do. Whereabouts? I live in Fullerton, California, which is just north of Anaheim. So, like, I'm like three miles away from Disneyland. Yeah, you're talking to an Orange County kid here too. I grew up in, in Orange County. Oh, where at? Uh, I was born in Orange, and I grew up okay. in Santa Ana. Okay, what high school did you did you go to high school out here? Yeah, I went to Santa Ana High School. Oh, nice. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I was I was you know born and raised in Orange County. I've only been living out in Las Vegas for like going on four years. Okay, uh, yeah. Before that, I was I was still living in Southern California. Yeah. Um. Cool. Tell me, uh, let's let's. Um, how did you discover uh, reselling? So. Reselling has been kind of like not a big thing. Like my wife and I, we've been married for almost 13 years now. And uh, her grandma used to resell like garage sales and estate sales. Right. So my wife kind of like grew up reselling in a way. Right. And then um, I think it was 2013 that I, I sold something on eBay. Right. And then I didn't do it for a very long time. I think September of, 2018 is when we actually dove in pretty hard and into the reselling game and i've been doing really well on ebay and another we've been doing really well on um facebook marketplace so we started cleaning out like our garage of stuff instead of donating it we were either putting it on ebay or 
put it on Facebook Marketplace. And then I'm like, all right, hey, we're doing pretty well. So I started researching more stuff on how to like possibly do this full time. And here I am trying to do that full time. I'm not doing it full time, but I want it to become a full time thing. So right now for you, it's part time. And do you have a full time like Correct. Job, so I, yeah, I have a full-time you know, nine-to-five job, and I do this on the side after work. And in September, I actually really started posting on Poshmark, believe it or not, before I actually did good, uh, eBay a good amount of the time. So I was really trying hard to establish myself as a man selling on, on Poshmark, And then I just kind of navigated over to eBay more of the time that I'm posting stuff. Um, Do you have a certain niche that you uh, sell on or just anything you can find you can to flip? So um, it's pretty much anything that I can flip. Uh, Haven't really delved into a certain niche. Um, I, I do a lot of research into like sold comps and, you know, the ratio of what's sold and what's listed and like a feeling of what might sell so i haven't really like oh i'm gonna do nothing but clothing you know uh i just look at everything that possibly what could i resell and that's what i'm doing that's cool um because when i started um i started with just clothing because i found it it was a little easier as far as um trying to gain my capital which i didn't have any when i first started so right. I figured, you know, going to the bins, good Google bins and, and, you know, grabbing hauls of, of clothes and then listing them on eBay and trying to, you know, consistently list what you need to do on eBay right. you know, if you want to sell anything. But uh, yeah, man, I mean, uh, um, I, I find that interesting because you started on Poshmark and in Facebook Marketplace and then you went to eBay? Navigated to mostly eBay. Yeah. Um, I was... I was starting to get some good sales on Poshmark, right? And then I'm like, okay, well, I have to, like, that's almost super niche like, women clothing, right? So I'm like, yeah. okay, I need to start learning about women's clothing, which there's a lot of, like, nuances in women's clothing. It's like tunics and just a blouse, and the list goes on. And then, oh, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I found a couple like YouTube videos and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually try to take a stab at eBay. And, you know, it's been slowly growing to the point that I'm really excited about, you know, the near future about doing this. Right. right. Cause that's, that's one of my goals. It's uh, hopefully someday to go full time and I'm working on it right now. And uh, I've been doing it for over a year now and right. I'm, I'm starting to cross I cross list on on Poshmark. I just started doing Macari. Macari is actually doing very well for me right now. Um, Can I what what products are doing really well or is there across the board on Macari? Um they they're pretty much like eBay. You can pretty much sell anything. Right. Um, but I've been a lot of uh, t-shirts on there okay. and they're, they're doing pretty well for me. Okay. T-shirts and shoes. Yeah, I had I had a Macari account. I only posted one thing because I was like, oh, I'll just focus on Poshmark and do it this way. So I haven't really done anything with Macari since then. So yeah, because I listed uh, when I first signed up for Macari, I listed like I think it was four T-shirts, and as soon as I listed that fourth T-shirt, I sold one right away. I'm like, whoa, this works. <laughs> Interesting. So I just, I just kept listing, and, and uh, right now I've already I, I don't know how many listings I have now, but I've I've actually sold about five, six T-shirts on there already. Nice. But, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Macar and see how that goes because Poshmark for me right now is not really working out. I mean, I got a sale today, but that's few and far between. Um, it is, and and um, I I put in a ton of research of like how to get seen and stuff like that, and it, it's really like um, what I found is like, oh, you got to share and like follow. Um, like so many people right yeah and i'm like that can't be true it should be just the quality of the shirt like oh this is a really nice shirt or blouse or whatever it is but then i'm like you know what i'll just play that game right follow a whole bunch of people share a whole bunch of things and then i slowly started to notice 
I was I was getting sales from like once every two weeks to once a week, and then like a couple sales every week, right? And I'm like, wow, that's a lot of work to put in in like your downtime to share and like follow people in Poshmark, right? So to me, it's a good place, but I I just have a a hard time justifying all the man hours that I put into it to get several sales per week. You get what I'm saying? No, I know know exactly what you're saying. I mean, I've got over 200 listings on Poshmark and – I don't know. I, I, I guess it's what you're exactly you're listing, I guess. So, um, but you know, I'm starting to, to, you know, honestly, I'm starting to lose a lot of interest on Poshmark because I'm not getting the sales. And I mean, I'm sharing, I'm sharing my closet, I'm sharing other people's closets and, and items yeah. and, and very few offers, very few sales. And, you know, I'm putting right. all this effort into it and I'm not really seeing any results. Right. What are your goals as far as reselling? I know you kind of touched on it. You want to go full-time. Um, is there another goal? Is something you just want to make a living at and retire or something you just want to I want to be with? able um, – like the long-term goal is to basically work for myself, right? So reselling, um, we're, my wife and I are both really like good at finding, a, at finding stuff that sells. Right. But the long term goal is to be able to like quit my job and I can be home with my wife and my son and like be in charge and it'd be all on me. You get what I'm saying? And then like, like future goals, I want to make enough with the reselling where I can, you know, put money into other business ventures that could possibly set me up for retirement in the long term. So, and and, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go go ahead, Lorenzo. Finish. So, like right now, what we're doing is, um, whatever we make, we just put it back into inventory. Like there is no like, oh, I make an XML. I'm going to take some for like a date night or something that I really want to buy. Right. So we're yeah. just throwing all our um, income from sales and you know, after taxes and stuff like that right back into replenishing uh inventory so we're we're trying to just throw everything into it that we invested in back in and just let it grow that way yeah that's that's a real smart way to do it because that's how i do it and go any sales that i get from either platform i'm selling it goes right back into the business either it goes back out and to source more stuff um, right. Very little, very little of it uh, of that capital I get goes into like bills or, you know, groceries yeah. or whatever. And but, that, that's, uh, that's one of our one of our goals. Like this year is to be able to like, you know, maybe draw a little bit by the end of the year. You know, that's doing really well. That's one of our goals is to be like, okay, we can make you know, for lack of better words, take a paycheck from doing this. You know. Yeah, so you guys listening out there, if you're if you're paying attention, when to gain your capital, you know, is just let it sit, and when the sales that you get, reinvest right. it in business. I would say ninety nine percent, probably hundred percent of entrepreneurs or resellers, they will say, do not spend that money outside of what your business is. Right. Right. Um, how can people find you on social media? So uh, my reselling thing on eBay, I mean, not on eBay, on Instagram is eBay Lorenzo. Um, I'm also Lorenzo Mora 714 on Instagram. Uh, haven't said, I do have a Facebook eBay Lorenzo also, but that's pretty much it. <clears throat> uh, eBay Lorenzo, is that your business account? Yeah. Or is that a personal account? That's my business. And my personal is Lorenzo Mora at 714 on Instagram. I pretty much just use Instagram now. <laughs> okay. Uh, everybody listening out there, uh, eBay Lorenzo, give him a follow. Um, how many followers do you have now? You just Did you just start your Instagram? I just started like a month and a half ago. And like okay. right now, I think I have 60. Okay. Yeah. Give him uh, a follow. Um, 
you know, press that follow button and, and follow. I saw uh, earlier today that you had posted a, was it a Harley Davidson shirt? It was pretty cool. So what, last week we were in Vegas visiting family. And one of the things that I really wanted to do in Vegas was go to Goodwill's and Savers out there just to check things out. And um, we did go to the Goodwill bins, which was my first time. So anxiety was kind of high, like, whoa, right? We got some good stuff there. And then Savers was like half off everything inside the store on Sunday the 17th. So we spent a lot of time. And that's where I found that Harley Davidson shirt um, for $1.25. And nice. I'm really, I'm really excited about it. You know, just those type of things that get you excited. Um, I I have a couple other things posted that we found really cheap also that day too. And um, it looks pretty promising. uh, When I messaged you, I found uh, you had messaged me or tagged me saying, I found this at your savers when it was a corn bucket. Yeah. Yeah. So these popcorn buckets are going like crazy from Disneyland. And this was just hidden in the toy section app that savers. And I was like, Oh, I got to get this. And it was, it was 25 cents. And these are going anywhere from 15 to $20 on eBay right now. Actually, when, when I saw that post on your Instagram, I I actually went to eBay and looked up the the listings on it. I'm like, wow. (laughs) And, um, you know, it's, it's really exciting to find something, you know, at that low cost because your profit margins are pretty big, you know? Right. I mean, 25 cents, you can't beat that. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm like, I, I showed my wife too, because I'm a huge, uh, the Nightmare Before Christmas fan. I have a, a lot of collectors uh, stuff for Jack Skellington and all the characters and stuff. And I showed my wife your listing and she's like, are you going to buy it? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know what? I'm actually thinking about buying it. Yeah. Do it. Send me an offer, and I'll 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 accept your offer, dude. I'll give you something. You still have it up, right? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably gonna buy it. <laughs> um, so that, that's I mean that kind of stuff surprised me at those savers. I I mean, I told my wife I'm like, let's go back again because here in California, sourcing at Goodwill or Savers, they're hip to the game. Like, you know, Tommy Bahamas are like. 1799 out here right so it's really hard to source you know things that actually sell on ebay because the thrift stores are understanding that these are more value priced you get what i'm saying yeah oh yeah the savers and, and google's out here they're slowly trying you know catching on to the game right. a little bit. and you'll see some days where you see a lot of stuff out there in the, in the aisles and at the thrift stores, Goodwill or Savers or Salvation Army, which I hardly ever go into. Um, you'll see some stuff and you're like, wow, you're really pricing this football jersey, you know, for like, you know, $49.99. So, right. So sourcing is a little bit hard out here. We found some good stuff. Um, right now we're not so – we're waiting on selling – a lot of our inventory now before we go sourcing again. But one thing that I actually do that I tell a lot of people is I troll Facebook marketplace for free things. Oh, I do the same thing. <laughs> it, I mean, you can really come up on a couple of things. Like um, I found two starter, the like vintage starter jackets, a California angel one and a San Francisco giant one um, for free. Right. Nice. And I'm, I messaged the person and I'm like, oh, I'll take it. You know, I'll take both of them, right? I'm on my way. And <clears throat> it wasn't that far. It was like Anaheim Hills from Fullerton. But I uh, picked them up and I'm like, these are going to sell. And the California Angels one sold for $40. So zero oh, into 40 is a good margin, right? Oh, yeah. And the San, the San Francisco, it's a San Francisco uh, 49er like denim uh, starter jacket. Wow. And the comps were like 175, right? So I'm like freaking out, and I'm still sitting on that one. But uh, it's really exciting to. That's like I go on Facebook mostly just to look at Facebook Marketplace and see what's free. 
I'll do the same thing. I'll I'll go into the mark uh, Facebook marketplace like to see if there's anything free. Um, I'll go to offer up. There's the free uh, a free category right. there and look at that stuff. Right. There. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff that people give away that they don't know really know the value. And that's kind of the good thing about what we do is like we know the value of things people don't want. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like this is why we get into this game. You know, it's it's stuff that people throw away, but yet we see the value into it. We can see, yeah. you know, the how much it's going to cost or, or how much it's going to go for on eBay or, you know, something you can send it to Amazon or, or just put up on Facebook Marketplace, you know, and sell it. Right. You know, and right. that's, that's the great thing about this this business. And this is why I do what I do. And a lot of other people in this community, uh, reselling community do. And I just fell in love with doing it. You know, I'm sure you did too. Yeah. I mean, you, get, you get that bug, you know, you, if you go a day or two without sourcing and you go, oh man, I really want to go out there and source because as there's right. stuff out there, I can, I can resell. Um, right. What is your, uh, what is your daily routine as far as, I know you're part-time right now, but what is your daily routine for sourcing? So sourcing, I, every almost free moment I'm, I'm on Facebook marketplace looking at free things. Um, and my daily return for sourcing is pretty much that. And unless, um, you know, Salvation Army or Savers has like a deal, everything half off, right? Mm-hmm. So I only, we only do like major sourcing maybe once or twice a month, to be completely honest with you, right? And then I just work on posting and making sure I'm reposting or, you know, sharing my posts on, on Reddit, right? So, for instance like the oogie boogie popcorn bucket um there's a huge community that uh on reddit for nightmare before christmas so i just threw my link in there and saying oh this is a oogie boogie popcorn bucket right and everybody who's in that uh reddit thread they can click on it and see you know the listing so i do a lot of listing in different places or even like um like California Angels Facebook page, right? Or fan page, I'll post the link in there. You know, like stuff like that. I really do a lot more of my time is trying to get the things that I sold instead of sourcing. I We have in, in the past sourced way too much than post. You get what I'm saying? Like you said, yeah. you get that bug and you want to source, but the next thing you know is, you have like several bags of stuff that you haven't even posted in like a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, you got so like this amount of death pile that you need to list on eBay and all, you know whatever uh, platform you're selling on, right? Yeah, so a hundred percent wanted to avo- avoid that now, you know. So we we actually like okay, we made X amount this month. Let's go sourcing this day, this day, or whatever, right? We we try to keep it to a very minimum, you know, the ratio, right? So that's my routine of sourcing is it's, we don't do it that much as, as things go on and like things start selling and like, you know, gaining more uh, income and revenue for it. Yeah. We'll eventually move to do more sourcing that way, but I'm really like in the beginning of just doing this right now. So we have like our idea of, our routines and what we're doing. Did you do a lot of heavy research before you, you started reselling or did you say, you know what, I'm going to uh, list a few things and, and see what happens. Did a list a couple things and then actually did research. Um, I posted, I forget what I posted um, a couple toys and I ended up losing money because of shipping and like the fees right so i'm like all right hold on if i really want to do this i need to actually research more before i i post more stuff that should be going for more right so i did a lot and we still do a lot of research we follow several people on uh, on youtube i'm always trying to learn you know new ways and what things are selling so I'm always researching. Uh, who, who do you follow mainly on, on YouTube? I'm just curious. <laughs> Rally Roots. Rally Roots, I know that. 
Uh, That's anybody- pretty much. The- Pretty much the only one that we do. There's sometimes where, like, you know how you're watching YouTube videos and then it has the suggested one. Yeah. I would watch that, but we mostly just subscribe to Rally Roots and just watch most of their videos and, you know, take what we can from that and apply to what we're already doing. That's cool, man. That's a, that's actually a, a really uh, cool channel. Uh, I know and of Rally Roots, and you know they they do a lot of good stuff. Yeah, so we were really in the beginning, really heavily looking at toys, like all the toys, right? We would even we would go to Target and just scan everything, right? And I was like, oh, that we can do this on eBay, we can do that, you know, make this much on. We were only focusing on eBay, not selling, sending it to Facebook, uh, not Facebook, uh, Amazon, right? And then one of we watched one video from Rally Roots, and they don't really sell toys, and I'm like, you know, what? let's change our game and really focus on something else right so that's it really changed the path that we were going down i didn't think necessarily it was a bad path but things have been selling a lot easier the path that we've been redirected on if you will you know yeah i i totally understand what you're saying um i know you're a fairly new reseller and usually i ask most of um, the resellers i ask on to the podcast uh this last question um, what advice would you give a brand new reseller? Research. Um, know how to research comps. Know how to look at the ratio of how many lists, how many listings compared to solds, right? A lot of people really don't do that. They, they just see what's sold, right? They say, oh, these are selling, but there's like a thousand listings. You get what I'm saying? So like yeah. trying to man- manage when you're you're sourcing and researching the ratio of sold to uh, active listing listings. I think that's a really big thing to know going into this. Right. That's uh, really good advice. I, I researched heavily before I started reselling, but even right. when, I, when I started listing stuff on eBay, I made a lot, a lot of mistakes as far as, you know, looking up comps and listings and, you know, mm-hmm. I, even you could do the, the heaviest research, in the world, but once you start doing it, you're still going to make mistakes. And I think that a lot of resellers or new resellers who think about getting into the game are kind of scared to get into the game because they're not going to be listing stuff that people is not going to want to buy or they're scared. You know, uh, one of the other things I was scared about was shipping and how am I going to ship all this stuff out? So I did all this research and after a while you, you do become experienced, but you know, don't be afraid to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes. Even the most experienced resellers out there make mistakes. So don't worry about making mistakes because you're going to make them. Yeah, 100%. And like I'm I'm learning, I'm still learning as you go. You know, I'm learning new things about shipping at almost every single time I sell something and I need to ship it, right? Yeah. So I feel like don't be afraid to learn as you go. Don't be afraid to make a couple mistakes here and there those mistakes you're going to learn from and you're going to do better than before. Yeah. You are going to experience, you're going to uh, learn from it and then, you know, you'll be more experienced at it. Um, yeah. Rendell, thank you very much for being on the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, you know, you, you have to message me next time you're here in Vegas, man, we can hook up and you can go to thrift stores oh, or something. For sure. I'm looking at coming out in May. So uh, I'll, I'll for sure message you and we'll, we'll go do this thing and, or hang out. Talk yeah. shop, be yeah, great. We hang out and, you know, yeah, exactly. Talk shop, go thrifting, and you know, and you know, I love to to meet other resellers. You know, I'm, I've met plenty of them here in, in Las Vegas, so you know, it'd be cool, man. You come up and and we'll hook up for sure. All right, Lorenzo, thank you very much for being on. I appreciate it. Uh, everybody out there, give him a follow, eBay Lorenzo. Give him a follow on Instagram, and thank you very much, Lorenzo. And ask. Yeah, you're welcome. Ask any question. Anybody who follows me, ask a question. I'll do my best to answer. I love helping people, uh, you know, move forward and make progress. So I'm cool with that. And it's been fun. Thank you. Thank you, Lorenzo. And I'll see you on Instagram. All right, man. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Bye. Uh, we all know what that sound means. Uh, it's time for my weekly sales. Uh, 
sales were pretty good. Uh, not bad. They're pretty steady right now. Uh, I think it's because people are getting their tax returns. Uh, it's getting close to spring. So people are shopping. Um, let me get to my screen here. Um, they were okay. Uh, there was not a, a bunch of home runs. Uh, again, if you listen to my podcast, um, I'm trying to purge out all my women's clothing and hope, you know, I, I sell a few blouses and stuff here and there. Nothing worth, you know, talking about, even though I'm talking about it. Um, but, uh, it's slowly starting to, to, you know, go down. Uh, how do you say it? Uh, dwindle down my, my, uh, women's clothing, uh, which I'm trying to purge out. Um, Starting off with Justin Timberlake, uh, Justin Timberlake uh, World Tour, uh, 2013-14 uh, concert T-shirt. Um, had it up for a while, got it at the bins. Uh, didn't pay that much for it, maybe like a dollar. If you guys know me, um, Byron ended up paying fourteen ninety nine for it, and uh, that's what I was asking for. Um, usually, I'll compete with other people who are. Um, putting this uh t-shirt up at the same price you know being competitive basically um so 14.99 and that's exactly what i got for it and shipped it off to its new home um pretty cool t-shirt it's got you know justin timberlake in the front and the you know you know you guys know concert tees you know they got the the dates and and the places where they're going to be in concert and uh that's pretty much it uh, uh next one up is russell athletic uh, Pro Cotton uh, South Carolina basketball pullover sweater. That's how I have the title. Um, sold it for twenty three bucks. Got these at the bins. Actually, my wife found these. Um, really, really good condition. Almost, I think whoever bought them or whatever probably wore it once and then threw it in the closet and donated it. You know, because it's been sitting in the closet because they looked brand new. If you would have put the, the new tags on these sweaters, you would probably think they were new. But um, I with this one in particular, I listed the item and probably within 30 minutes, I got an offer for it. Uh, I think I had it up for $24.99, 27 somewhere around there. I can't remember. Uh, took a best offer at 23 and, you know, stuffed it in a flat rate bubble mailer and shipped it off to its new home pretty cool looking pullover really big it's an extra large but it looks bigger than that so whoever got it is probably a, a big person because it says extra large but the size measurements were like you know chest size was like 25 inches you know with the shirt laying flat but uh shipped it off to its new home uh ended up getting a positive feedback on that one so i love those positive feedbacks which means i'm i'm doing my job uh, next up is Danica Patrick uh, NASCAR short sleeve T-shirt. Uh, it has Danica Patrick's number, and it says Danica Patrick in the, the graphic in the front. And I can't remember what it says in the back because I had the T-shirt up for so long that I can't remember what it looks like. I, I'm pulling it up in the computer, but it only shows the front of the T-shirt. But uh, size 3X, really big size. What you know, I saw it. It's NASCAR. It's Danica Patrick. She's popular. She doesn't drive anymore. So, but and the weird thing is it took forever to sell. I think I had it up at one point at $19.99 and, <clears throat> excuse me, and I had dropped it down to like uh, $15.99 and I took a best offer of $14.39. No, not a best offer, $14.39. It was a sale price for $14.39 and uh, had a bunch of watchers. And it's funny though, because people who watch stuff, you automatically, you know, in your head, People are watching your stuff. You're like, oh, man, I'm going to get a sale soon. No, not not with this case. In a lot of cases with my items, just because somebody watches your item doesn't mean they're going to they're going to buy it like right away. A lot of people like to watch stuff to see how much it sells for or they want to see if the price gets lowered on it. And I did eventually lower the price, but it still kind of sat there with a bunch of watchers. And finally, someone saw it for the sale price and bought it for fourteen thirty nine. And it's a 3x. But even with the 3x, it still didn't weigh that much. I think it was still under a pound. And uh, shipped it off to its new home. 
Uh, got a positive feedback on that one too, so which is pretty good. Uh, next up is a Torrid black halter top, uh, size two, and Torrid has like size two, one, and but these are plus size uh, tops. And the reason why I'm bringing this one up, it's because I got it at the bins, and I sold it via uh, promoted listings, by the way. $14.99 I sold it for. Got it for like a dollar. And I saw it. When I first saw it, I go, it's Torrid. It's a big size. And it's a pretty cool halter top. This thing almost sat in my store for almost a year. <laughs> um, I don't know what it was with this with this top. Uh, throughout that time, I've had lowball offers. But I just kind of sat on it. I had it up for like $19.99 at one point. I dropped it down to $14.99. And finally, it sold almost after a year, and I made fourteen ninety nine after a year, which is to me that's horrible. That's just just horrible. That's just not doing my research at that time, not looking at you know completed sales, and it was just I finally sold it, but it was just a bad buy because me, I, I don't like the slow dime. Uh, on certain items, I can I can sit let them sit there for a while till they sell. But with clothing, I want to list it and get rid of it. So I finally sold it $14.99. It's off to its new home. But this this halter top was like the bane of my existence. <laughs> this thing would not go away. And it finally went away. Um, good riddance to that one. Next up is another uh, item that sat for a while. And same thing. Had a bunch of watchers. And... You know, I think at one point it had up to like eight, nine watchers. I had it up for $19.99. It's a Nike women's black long sleeve hoodie. Pretty cool graphic. Has a Nike, it says Nike logo, not the Nike logo, not the swoosh, but it says Nike print in the front. And it looks like it was stamped one after another. That's how the graphic looks. Like if they stamped one Nike, then stamped it over and dropped, dropped it down a little. So it looked kind of like 3D-ish. Really cool. I picked it up at uh, Goodwill in California and uh, paid a few bucks for it. And I listed it for $19.99 because it was, it's a size small. It's a small hoodie. It's a woman's hoodie. And right away, I started getting watchers. I got local offers. Uh, put it up on Poshmark. I put it up on Macari. And, you know, again, getting lowball offers. And, you know, I'm going to sit on this one because it's a cool hoodie. It's uh Black hoodie, if I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, finally sold it for 18 bucks. took a best offer. And it's a small hoodie. It wasn't, I think it weighed under a pound, so it didn't cost that much to ship. But, man, this thing sat there for a while, and I thought it was going to sell quick. Uh, how long did it sit in there? I would say about three, going on four months. Somewhere around there. Man, this thing... If, I, if, if it was a men's size, I would have kept it for myself because it's a cool hoodie. And it says Nike on it. Real cool. And uh, if I didn't mention, everything I talk about, my sales or anything today, eBay News, um, I'll put it in my Instagram. That way you could see what I was talking about. But uh, finally sold it for 18 bucks. Off to its new home. Uh, next up is Dickie shirt. Um, it's a black Dickie work shirt. If you guys know Dickies. Um, the cool thing about this one, it has a, a cool, uh, Dickies print in the back and it says original, you know, Dickies brand or something like that. And, um, pretty cool. Um, it's a work, it's a two XL. I got it because it's a big size. It's Dickies and it's got a cool graphic in the back. Sat for a while. Not, not as long as a Nike hoodie, but it, it sat for a good Two months, maybe a month and a half. Could be a month and a half. <clears throat> Sorry. And uh, sold it for 16. Took a best offer of 16. I think I had it up for 19.99. And a uh, pretty cool black ticky shirt off to its new home. Uh, next up, uh, Maurice's Women's Pumps. Again, trying to purge out my women's stuff, even the shoes. Um, 19.99, I sold them for. Uh, size 9M. Which is a fair size, I guess. I don't know. The heels look pretty big to me for a 9M. 
uh, sold it via promoted listings. Uh, got a positive feedback actually on it, which was really cool. Um, these shoes looked almost new. And I picked them up at the... Not the Goodwill bin, but I think it was the Savers bins. I think it was the Goodwill bins. Picked them up. Uh, listed for $19.99. Exactly what I got for it. And these, again, sat for a while. But I finally sold it for $19.99. Uh, last but not least, San Diego Padres uh, G3 Sports Cooperstown Collection Windbreaker Jacket. Picked this up at Savers. And I remember picking this up. Um, it says Goodwill first. It wasn't Goodwill. Um, usually, uh, when I put my SKU, when I talk about my my sales, I put it in the SKU that uh, where I bought it from, and it says Goodwill. But I remember buying this. It was at Savers. Uh, bought it for nine ninety nine. Took a chance on it. I uh, really didn't see any listings for this windbreaker jacket. It's a throwback jacket, not a throwback jacket, but a throwback style of the San Diego Padres. It has the like the old logo in the front. It's patched, and then in the back, it's printed with the old San Diego Padres logo on it, uh, brown and like the gold or yellow um, throwback uh, colors. Sold it for twenty five bucks. Uh, doesn't weigh that much. It was a size extra large. Um, really cool looking jacket. Now, if it was a Dodgers one, I would have kept it for myself because <laughs> I'm a Dodgers fan. Um, but it was a really cool throwback Cooperstown collection windbreaker jacket. And that's what I, I listed it for. It was a, a windbreaker and it, it's just a real thin windbreaker. It didn't have a lining or anything like that, but it was really cool. Baseball season is coming up. So I knew it eventually sell, but it did sit in my store for a while. Uh, had a bunch of watchers, of course, slow ball offers, but finally sold it for 25 bucks and uh, pretty much doubled my money on that. And, uh, that's pretty much my sales of the week. Um, nothing, like I said, no home runs or anything like that. It was just steady sales, which I like. I like steady sales. It could be one sale, two sales, three sales. You know, I'm not not one of these uh, big eBay sellers that that sell like 10, 15 items a day. You know, that's not me. I sell. Um, I'm in the bottom. <laughs> I'm. I'm you know, in the trenches, you know, so to say, um, you know, I sell one thing to, in a, you know, a, if I sell one thing a day, I'm happy. That makes me happy because that means my, my store is active and I'm listing things that people want. And when I first started, I wasn't doing that. I was just listing stuff because it looked cool and you can't do that. Um, once in a while you'll get lucky and they say, Hey, it looks cool and it will sell. But if you just go by looks and not doing your research, you know, it's going to bite you in the end because stuff is just going to sit there and it's not going to sell. Then you're going to go, why isn't my stuff selling? It's just sitting there. We all go through these problems. You know, we all go through these thoughts of like maybe, you know, selling stuff on eBay is not for me. You just got to do research. You really got to. This is, this is really, really hard work, but it's work that I love doing. I love listing stuff. I love going out, finding treasures, going, you know, hunting for something I can flip. And that's what we all do. And you just got to, you know, play it smart and make sure you do your research. If you find something, look it up. Look if it's flooded with listings or if there's only a few listings. Look at the completed sales and make sure they're selling. And, and you go from there. Uh, and it's up to you if you want to get that item and then put it on eBay or Mercari or whatever platform or Poshmark and uh, see if it flips. But uh, that's my pretty much my sales of the week. Uh, let's go on to some eBay news. All right, it's time to get into some uh, eBay news. Uh, who's attending uh, uh, eBay Open? Raise your hand, raise your hand. Who's attending eBay Open? I'm kidding, I can't see your hands. Um, this comes off uh, e-commerce bites, and 
it, uh, it talks about eBay Open, which more likely I'll be attending. So I will be there. Um, I I missed last year, and I was I was planning to go last year. Uh, I was gonna get the pre-sale tickets, and I ended up not getting them. I could have got them, but I didn't. My my reason was, and if you follow me on Instagram, you could probably see it from last year. Um, I couldn't. I said not I couldn't. It's just the money I I had for eBay Open. I w- I used to. Uh, for you know, it was gonna be my the capital that I had from selling uh, on eBay. I just decided to reinvest it into my business instead of attending eBay Open. So I made a decision not to go. And you know, it was there was some some of my favorite favorite resellers that were that were attending, and I wanted to meet them. And I wanted to network with other people, and I wanted to attend at some of the um, uh, classes or whatever they they have their eBay open just to get a better sense of, of being an entrepreneur and a business person. And, you know, there was, you know, I was looking at everybody's, if, if you didn't attend and you were looking at everybody's Instagram, you were like, Oh man, I want to be there so bad. You know, like all oh, that reseller I follow on Instagram or, or YouTube, oh they're there. And I was just like, I was just like pulling my hair out of my head. I was like, man, I should have, I should have went. But I decided, you know, just to reinvest the money for the ticket into back into my business. But uh, this year's eBay Open, more than likely I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be there. I don't. I mean, I don't know if some of my favorite resellers are gonna be there again. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers and hoping they are. Um, and I just want to, if if you sell full time at eBay or if you sell part time at eBay. Everybody who's attended eBay Open always says you need to attend it at least once. If you don't go every year, at least attend it one one time. And the good thing about it is it's held here in Las Vegas where I live. So not only do I save on hotel, but, you know, I can just travel back and forth from my house, you know. But uh, who knows? Maybe I will get a room or something. I'm not really sure. But... Uh, the article goes on, despite facing a host of problems, eBay will proceed with its annual seller conference in July. There are some tangible benefits to attending the event. In 2017, eBay invited all attendees into its special concierge customer service program. 2018, eBay provided information about managed payments exclusively to eBay open attendees. Now, if you all know about managed payments, it's eBay's pretty much phasing out PayPal where you can pay for the items on eBay with your credit card or Apple Pay or whatever you want to use. But PayPal is not going to be the primary uh, payment method for eBay. Um, This year, eBay Open will take place uh, July 23rd through the 25th. And I believe that's a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Not really sure. Uh, 2019 Mandalay Bay Hotel, really nice hotel. Uh, the cost, are you ready for the cost? If you guys don't already know, $499 per attendee. Are you kidding me? $499. (laughs) I'm falling backwards in my chair. You can't be serious. It's a hundred dollar increase from 2018. The early bird rate for eBay Open, which they're on sale now, $350 for those who register by April 11th. So everybody hear that? April 11th is the deadline to get your early bird rate, $350. Even that is pricey, $350. Do you know how much they were early bird last year? If everybody, if you know already, if you went, you probably know. If you don't know, $275. Pretty, pretty decent for a, a three-day event. Right? 350 this year. They better have open bar, free swag. They better give me the red carpet treatment every effing thing. Right? For 350 
And if you don't get it by the deadline, 499, they should treat you like royalty over there. I'm just saying. For that, for that, uh, you know, money that you're shelling out to go to eBay Open. Come on. I wonder what it's going to be next year. Kind of wondering, because it's gone up every year since. Those of you who go every year. The event is a chance for, uh, not reseller, but sellers to meet with eBay staff face-to-face and attend workshops. That's what I meant. Go to workshops. They have workshops there. Uh, About 2,000 sellers attend last year's eBay Open, with eBay reporting that over 60% of them first-time sellers. That would have been me. Last year, eBay also held its annual Top Seller Summit directly preceding the conference, which attracted 300 eBay top sellers, representing more than 2 billion eBay defines top sellers as large, merchant-sized businesses with annual sales of a million dollars plus. So I'm assuming there was a bunch of dropshippers there. (laughs) They invited 300 dropshippers. During uh, Devin Wenig's 2018 open keynote, the CEO, I guess that's his name, Devin Wenig's, told attendees that he had a goal of increasing eBay's buyer base from 175 million to a half a billion. And he said eBay would have to do the following. Modernize the platform, which is true. I mean, they're they're falling behind no matter what they do. They really need to overhaul eBay. Um, get better at customer service. I don't think the customer service is that bad. I, I, I see a lot of Instagram posts about people who call customer service and trying to get a feedback taken off about or negative feedback taken off their their or or they had a problem with a, a buyer or whatever. And they got, you know, the runaround. I've called eBay numerous times and they were nothing but helpful. They were they were like falling over each other trying to help. So I don't know where their customer service center is. Exactly, is it the eBay headquarters? I'm not really sure, but every time I call, they're really nice, they're real cordial, you know, they're they're tactful. So, you know, I had nothing but good experiences calling eBay, but you know, it it always has room to improve any any area of a business, and uh, get quality sellers and inventory on the platform. Now, you guys all heard about eBay cracking down on dropshippers. Speaking of dropshippers. They were, they were cracking down on drop shipping. So I don't know how hard they went at it, but they, I guess they were going after a lot of drop shippers. Um, a lot has happened in the eight months since 2018, including the departure of some high profile executives such as Scott Cutler, Bob Cuppins, Laura Chambers, and Dan Tarman. And of course, uh, I just read about this i didn't read the whole thing the whole article because there's a bunch of ebay articles on this there's an act uh, the attack by activist investors which ebay recently uh capulated i don't know what that means but the, basically there was some activist investors that I, that's a new term for me and ebay pretty much cave so they either they had a lot of invested into eBay and where eBay just pretty much bowed to them, which is a sad time in this country. And you don't want to get started on that about activists and in companies bowing down to them. It's just, it's it, uh, okay. Moving on. Uh, 2019 eBay open, uh, again, July 23rd through the 25th. I will be there. Look for me. Um, short Hispanic guy with reading glasses. <laughs> I'll be there because I'm going to be hunting all my favorite, you know, resellers down, you know, Hustler Hack, you know, Glenn's going to be there. The Hustle B Ken, you know, I'll be following him around like a, you know, like a you know, lost kid. But, um, you know, Katie Zilberg, LV Pink Panther, Vicky, you know, I'll be trying to hang out with them, trying to be cool, trying to act cool. That's not me, but <laughs> I'll be there. 
maybe I'll do a remote podcast. I'm not really sure because there's going to be a lot going on. But uh, that's pretty much it, eBay news. Let's go on to eBay tip of the week. It is now time for eBay tip of the week. I should really get a intro for it. I got intros for my other segments. I don't have one for this one. <laughs> um, eBay tip of the week. Um, this one, you're just this one's going to be accurate description of the item that you're selling. Um, you've got your title. You've uh, set your price. You got everything up. It's in the right category. Now all you have to do is describe what you're selling uh in the description in the right there in the bottom it's a big box when you're uh listing something description uh you'll begin by stating the condition of the item uh choose the best description from if it's new or new with tags new without tags i rarely put anything that says new without tags because i don't know what new without tags means if it doesn't have tags, it's not new. You can't sell it as new. You could try to sell it with new without tags, unless it was yours personally, and you say it was a sweater, and you took the tags off, and for some reason you never put the sweater on. But I never sell anything that has new without tags. I've sold shoes without boxes, new without box, but never a clothing item without new without tags. Uh, that's just me though. That's just my preference. I'm not saying that's something you should guys do. That's just me. Uh, gently used. I usually put that in the little box area. I can't even think of the, that little box uh, area. I'll put used, gently, uh, pre-owned, gently, gently used. That's what I'll put. Uh, if it's in mint condition, um, heavily, heavily used, worn, or simply used. I just put used. Or pre-owned you can also state not in working condition which I've also put in there for electronics I have a Sony a vintage Sony radio in my store and the only way for me to test it is to put like 10 D batteries into it and I don't want to buy that many so I just put on the listing uh, not tested uh, possibly not in working condition and I'm still getting offers, lowball offers for it. Uh, or for parts only. If you know the item or you know is not working. Like uh, I've been looking for uh, an Apple Watch. And I see a lot of Apple Watches are uh, for parts only, parts only, parts only. So make sure you, you describe exactly what you're selling. Um, you don't have to get into super detail about it. I mean, it's up to you if you want to. Um, but that's that's totally up to you. Um, usually when I put clothes up there and I'll, if there's a flaw or if there's some kind of stain I can't get out of it, um, I'll put on there, um, hoodie has multiple uh, stains uh, on the hoodie or has a, a stain in the front or a stain in the back or a rip or a tear, you know. Just any flaw that it might have, you want to put it in the listing. And I've said this many times in my in my podcast. If you don't put that in your listing and you sell it, and it gets to the buyer and the buyer says there's a... Uh, I'm just using clothing for an example because it had to happen to me. Um, there was a, a dirt spot or there was a stain in the back you didn't describe. Um, that's their way of initiating a return. That's if you're accepting returns. So if you want your stuff to not get returned, make sure you describe everything in there. You know, I've, I've sold a t-shirt where the guys, where I listed it as a large and I got a negative feedback saying, uh, you sold me a medium shirt. I said, no, it says in the shirt large, but he, he's like, we're messaging back and forth. It fits like a medium. So he left me a negative feedback. So I call eBay and I say, look, I sold this T-shirt. It says large and it has the measurements. If you got clothing, you make sure you put measurements. And he's saying that it's a medium and not a large. And my pictures show large. And so eBay looked at it, reviewed it, and says, yes, you're right. 
um, we're going to take that negative feedback off your um, your store. So just make sure you describe it. Everything electronics, clothing, shoes, um, anything you put on there. Make sure if there's any type of flaw on it, you make sure you describe it. Or if it doesn't have a flaw, if it doesn't have a flaw and you say it's it's in near mint or mint condition or uh, new um, without box, like with shoes or new without tags, then you put that in there. Just make sure you, you, you're giving the buyer uh, transparency to make sure that, you know, this is what you're selling. And then when they buy it, it's exactly what they got. I've got many feedback on uh, my eBay store with the, where the buyer gets the item and says exactly as described. So me personally, I'm a stickler for describing stuff is almost exactly the way it looks. Because a lot of times when people shop, they're, they're looking at a computer screen and it sometimes it looks different from what you're selling or actually what you're seeing in front of you versus what the buyer is seeing in front of their computer. So what you're seeing might not be what the buyer is seeing. So make sure you describe it as what you're seeing. And like I said, flaws or if it's new, new with tags, make sure you take pictures of the tags, you know, to confirm it's new and the tags are attached to the item, not the cutoff tags. And then you put it in front of the, you know, the item and, um, just make sure everything is on there correctly. And then after all that review, everything from your listing in your description box and make sure everything is, is uh, worded correctly, the spellings correctly. There's a lot of times where I look at stuff and the wording, the spelling is just horrendous on some of these listings and it's just horrible, but uh, make sure you overlook everything at the, you know, when you, before you list it and make sure everything is correct. And that's pretty much it for eBay tip of the week. It's just item description. Make sure you describe it exactly how you're selling it. And that's pretty much it for eBay tip of the week. Uh, again, I want to thank eBay Lorenzo for being on the show. I appreciate it. Um, you know, he lives where I grew up again, uh, Orange County area. Um, I went to, he lives in Fullerton. I don't know if he grew up in Fullerton, but he lives in Orange County. Uh, I grew up in Santa Ana. I went to Santa Ana High School. So Fullerton was just, you know, a few minutes away from the city of Santa Ana. Santa Ana is in central Orange County. Uh, Fullerton, I believe, is north of that. Um, but, uh, yeah, thank you, uh, Lorenzo, for being on. I appreciate it. Real cool guy. Come to Vegas. Just uh, get, give me a holler. Message me, and then we'll hook up, and we'll go thrifting together, man. And that's pretty much it for Let's Talk eBay. I'm Johnny, your host. Again, look me up on Instagram under sin underscore city underscore hustlers. And let's turn those W's into M's and hope your sales are good. Hope your sales are up and keep on hustling, guys. I'll see you guys later.